This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a special Media Week television podcast. We're celebrating the 2018 Logie Awards, the TV Week Logie Awards. It's the 60th year. Joining me, as always, on our TV podcast, Andrew Mercado in person. What a milestone. That's fantastic. 60 years. Wow. It's amazing, hasn't it? Yeah. It seems like yesterday it was the 50th. <laughs> it where does, that, actually. Where did that decade yeah. go? Joining us today, Thomas Woodgate. Editor of TV Week. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Always, yeah. always happy to talk all things Logies. <laughs> TV Week Logies. TV Week say. Logies. Yeah, thank you. I better correct myself. I was trained to say that many, many years ago. <laughs> you caught me out already on the first line, dear. <laughs> yeah, idea. well, I was, yeah, I was reminded of that when we I first started writing about it, probably twenty years ago, um, and. Yeah, I've tried to do that all the time because a lot of people don't, do they, mm, Thomas? No, they don't, and uh, especially with the hashtag anyone listening, please. <laughs> it's TV Week Logies. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, one of the ways I always remember, I think the first person to do it was Rebecca Gibney when she won her Logie yeah. and she picked it up and you could see on the red felt underneath that was the, best. the TV Week logo. It's like, yes, now they've finally got some ownership of <laughs> that. That is what it is, everybody. <laughs> Come on now. So, yes, very happy with that. My idea today was to go through... Uh, most of the categories, get some thoughts from Andrew, quiz um, oh quiz Thomas about it, you know, oh say All right. <laughs> what's happened here or how good, is it, how good is it. But first, I just wanted to cover off the, um, you're up in Queensland, South mm. East Queensland, on the Goldie. Yes. For the first time, yes, you had yes. the nomination ceremony on the weekend. Yeah. It seemed to go very well. It went really well. Um, look, there's a lot of pressure on us, a lot of eyes on us. Uh, it was a big decision to move, uh, a gutsy move, a ballsy move. Um, if Sunday was any indication of whether it's going to be embraced, whether it's going to be a success, for me, I think we're heading definitely in the right direction. We had an uh, absolute packed event at the 19 at the Star, uh, which was fantastic. About 25 to 30 uh, nominees and talent were in attendance, lots of local media, television crews. Uh, we didn't do one of these last year in Melbourne. And um, to get that buzz now is so important. Um, and anyone who's seen all the news coverage that's come out the last couple of days, of course, overwhelmingly positive. There's always going to be the negatives as well, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get to that in due course. But look, the event was a great success, really good vibe in the room, great atmosphere. Um, and yeah, look, Logie's fever is now well and truly underway. And most of all, I'm just happy to have everyone talking not only about the Logies, but the Logies moving to the Gold Coast, but also this year's nominees, who uh, I think are fantastic, and uh, it's a great celebration of television in Australia. Just quickly, you're on the Gold Coast, I guess, for financial reasons that help secure the future of the awards would, would that be fair no i don't think or, it, I, I, I don't think the logies needed the move uh to be secured uh for us going into 60 years we felt it was a good time for a change to freshen things up to take it in a new direction but absolutely not no um oh, really yeah because uh, that's the perception i think a lot of people yeah have. and i think i think that's an obvious perception people think when a, a drastic change or move is made there's trouble in the water and i can tell you that's absolutely not the case i think you know let, let's get the next year or two out of the way, and I don't think anyone's going to talk about it. No one, will, everyone, will just go. The Logies has started a new chapter. It's sixty. Let's celebrate. Let's do mm. something different. Let's let's put ourselves out there. Live voting is all part of that conversation as well. And um, no, I, I don't agree with that at all. And um, I think if it was in Melbourne this year, if it was in Sydney, uh, it'd be business as usual. And uh, you know, we're looking forward to July one. I think it's going to be. 
uh, a big event that everyone's going to be talking about for a long time. I mean, Crown Casino has been a magnificent backdrop for the last few mm. years. Even they've had the staircase, the red carpet, all of that. But it is going to be exciting to see it coming from a new venue. Yes. And you've, I mean, you couldn't have hit the Gold Coast at a better year. They're still riding high yep. from the Commonwealth Games. Mm. I mean, there's a real buzz up there at the moment. No, you're absolutely right. And um, look, I've loved being in Melbourne. Melbourne puts on a great Logies. Let's get that out of the way. Everybody knows that. It's a great night. Um, but yes, look, this is going to be a Logies like you've never seen before. I mean, just to give, try and give you a quick visual representation. When the stars walk down the red carpet on July 1, there'll be fans lining one side and there'll be palm trees down the other side. Oh, amazing. So, you know, even from a telecast point of view, um, it's going to have a, a much different feel. It's still going to have the glitz and glamour. It needs to. It's the Logies. It's yep. tele- television's night of nights. Um, but it will have the Gold Coast twist and... Um, I was up there recently for the Country Music Awards and, um, you know, it was a great feeling up there. And I've been saying this to everyone. So if if anyone listening has heard this, I apologize. (laughs) But I've been using the analogy of a destination wedding when discussing the Logie this year. And I say, you know how when you go to a wedding, whether it's good or bad, you always have a good time because it's a wedding. Yeah. But when you have a destination wedding, it's like the wedding goes to that whole new level where everyone it's just in an amazing mood. And I, was, I regurgitated that analogy a few times at the Noms event on a Sunday. And everyone's like, that's exactly what it will be like. And the nominations event was definitely a, 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 a taste of what to expect. So, um, yeah, it will be different. Um, and I think it's going to be exciting. I think people are going to get re-engaged with the Logies. And there'll be a little bit of uh, curiosity as well. People tuning in to go... How's this actually going to look? Well, mm. don't worry, we're taking care of that. Yeah, go. Let's get into it then. The... Um the biggest talking point is always around the gold Logie. As, as it should be. Plenty of controversy mm-hmm. this year, which I, I'm sure you don't mind at all. Not at all. Thomas, because it gets people chatting about it. Look, our, our uh, the nominees, Tracy Gim- Grimshaw, Roger Corsa, Andrew Winter, Grant Denyer, Jessica Murray, and Amanda Keller. I think just oh, three of them are repeat uh, nominees from last year. Is that right? Absolutely. Roger, yeah. Jessica, and... Um, Grant. Grant. Yeah, correct. All three were there last year, yeah. 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 Um, surprises, maybe. Andrew Winter's probably one of the talking points. They thought, well, you know, how does this guy do it? But yeah. um, he's Ab- got a track record as a trophy Look winner, how many yeah. Astras he's won over the years. Yeah. You know, it was um, a running joke that mm. nobody could ever beat him for most popular mail on <laughs> yeah. cable TV. So I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. You're absolutely yeah. right. It is a surprise he's in there. Uh, there's no getting away from that. Is he deserving of being in gold? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Love It or Listed Australia uh, was one of my favourite shows of last year. Uh, people at Foxtel were telling me it's one of the highest rating shows they've ever had on, on the network. So there is there is a, a popularity legacy there. And obviously yeah. we're selling Houses Australia, a stalwart as well. Um, but I love the fact that Foxtel has its first gold nomination. I think it's a great shot in the arm for them. Surprise, yes. Overly surprised, not really. Yeah. Yeah, for Andrew. I guess we'd all be pretty um, staggered if he actually won, <laughs> but, but it's good to be there. But I guess you've got this far. I mean, if all those Foxtel viewers, and there's a lot of what third of Australia's got Foxtel mm. almost, mm. if they all vote for him, well, this is where he's li- certainly in there, right? Yeah, and this is where live voting comes in. I mean, for the first time, you know. It's not going to be decided until uh, right up until the end of the telecast of the red carpet, which is um, exciting and terrifying in equal measure. So, look, the answer is, could he win? Well, of course he could. He's got a one in six well, chance. Well, Foxtel's going to be using every single one of their channels to push it, isn't it? I mean, you'll be watching Showcase, <laughs> yeah. UK TV, vote for Andrew Winter. And quite rightly too. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope every network gets behind it. But you're right. 
That's a lot of people to tap into. Yeah. So uh, write him off at your peril, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Andrew, this is where this uh, live voting is really going to um, shake this up, isn't it? I mean, that week is going to be incredible, isn't yeah. it? For, for people who enjoy their TV, they're just going to get bombarded with um, vote vote instructions, vote, ca- political campaigns, really, to get their, their nominee elected. And particularly when you think back in the day, you know, you had to buy a copy of TV Week, cut it out, mm. fill it in. There weren't <laughs> nominations then. You you self-nominated people, I realised, talking about yeah. this with someone yesterday. Mm. You know, you wrote down what you thought the winner could be. You know, we've come a long, long way. And, of course, we've got to be up there with technology now. Mm. And th- this is really the only way to do it. But I guess the question is, you know, Many years ago, well, not that many years ago, there was sort of discussion that when Hamish Blake won his award, it was because of last minute, mm. you know, he'd gone out to his two million followers on Twitter and said, hey, vote for me. And, you know, people said, well, clearly they gave him the surge to get him ahead at the end. How are you going to combat that in terms of what's going on this year? Yeah, good question. Well, look. Uh, there are going to be uh, processes in place to stop multiple votes from a single source. So, for Great. example, when you go through during the live voting and you, you, you register your votes, just like you do on any website like a Ticketmaster or Ticket Tech or whatever, at the end you'll be asked to input your mobile phone number. Yep. Then you'll be texted a code, a unique code, and it goes in and and that is how it will protect it. Right. There'll also be geo-blocking as well. So you can't go outside of the country to to buy votes in. Now, of course, if you're sitting there with your, your, your partner and your your kids and your family of course you can tell all of them to vote for the same one but it will limit it to one per person so we will be able to contain it somewhat yeah but when you have someone if they do have that one two million uh, social media followers well there's no combating that if they if that person can get two million people to vote for them then, then good luck to them it'll take some beating so who's going to promote Jessica Marai, given her show on the Nine Network is no longer there and the wrong girl on Channel 10 isn't there. I mean, is she going to miss out here because everybody else is still on air? I mean, Grant Daniel's show is being rested, mm, but mm. he's still going to be on air, mm. I would assume, up until the Logies. But uh, I wonder who's going to get behind Jessica. Yeah, do you know what? You're actually the first person to ask me that. So uh, kudos for that one. But um, yeah, look, I mean, she's eligible from both networks, yeah. both, both shows. Uh, I mean, if, if I had to pick one, Love Child is nominated um, as a show. So um, I would like to think that Nine would get behind her as their talent. I mean, she yep. should be skewing probably more towards Nine than Ten for the night, I would say, given the Love Child, not the wrong girl and has I think been Love Child's still pretty big for them on Nine now. I think you can watch it all is. seasons there. And yep. it's probably, you know, they may well use a bit of an online thing. When you watch an episode of Love Child, they might they should throw an ad up there I to think they absolutely get it should. across the line. And I think uh, all the networks right now will be sitting down and thinking of every single conceivable way. Yeah. Because um, it's better to get behind Jess and make sure she wins for your network than possibly losing out to someone on, on another. So uh, hedge your bets as hard as possible, I reckon. <laughs> Can I just tell you a funny little visual gag here because I need glasses to see properly. I was looking at the Twitter feed the other day and I could see the picture of all the nominees up there and I was like, oh, there's Amanda Keller and there's Tracy Grimshaw. And I'm like, who's that woman on the right? She looks like Jeannie Little. And I had to put the glasses on, you know, Jessica Moore had so much eye makeup on. She's looking a bit Jeannie Little. Funny aside there. (laughs) 
Now, this was won by Samuel Johnson last year, correct? Correct, yes. For, for a drama, dramatic role. Mm. So if you look at dramas this year, it's either Jess or Roger Corsa, right? Yeah, well, look, the, the, the great thing about Sam's Victory is, again, when you're talking about, uh, when Andrew's talking about, you know, accessing an online community, well, Love Your Sister, yeah. you know, had a very bittersweet story, as we all know, last year. And, you know, they rallied behind Sam. I mean, he, he was happy just to win a silver Logie. Mm. Uh, and he said to us on the night, when we said after the goal, we said, you know, did you say everything you wanted to? Because obviously everyone's talked about Molly rushing the stage. And he said, you know what? I said everything I needed to in the silver because I didn't even think I'd get any further than that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, Sam winning there's a big, big uh, pull and momentum behind him last year. Um, so I, I would think that had as much to do with it as it was his amazing portrayal of Molly. But yes, drama took out last year. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to use that as a, as a benchmark, you're looking at Roger and Jess, aren't you? I don't want to just spend too much time on this, but um, the so like a social media following and a younger audience are possibly key things that yeah. could influence the vote. It could, it absolutely well, they could. obviously are, but how much? I yeah, guess, is. it's hard. It's, that's a million dollar question. I mean, really, I think a lot of it will come down to how hard the network are campaigning. Yeah, you know, you obviously you'd perceive to see that the Today Show are going to go very hard, obviously, for Tracy. That's going to have a big pull. Channel 10, you know, with Studio 10 and the project, and you know, they will be going big for Grant and Amanda. So I think, I think the networks are going to hold the key uh, this week because they've got eyeballs on their shows each and every day. Constant reminders. For me, it's really about the two legendary ladies that are here. It's Tracy Grimshaw mm. and Amanda Keller for me, both of them overdue mm. to be in this category. Um, and I guess... Uh, a current affair. I mean, some people don't like a current affair. They, they think of it as tabloid TV. But when you think about it, a current affair is never better than when Tracy Grimshaw is sitting there with someone in the chair mm. and she's doing that hard grilling. That is when the show is, is at its peak and Absolutely. you are reminded that she is one of the best interviewers in a crisis is Tracy Grimshaw. Uh, but I also don't think that you can count out Amanda Keller because Amanda Keller is so loved. Mm. And, you know, I do a th- uh, radio spot with Amanda Keller and people always saying, oh my God, I love her. You know, what's yeah. she like? Because, you know, she, she, I think is really universally loved and I think the living room is a real Friday night staple for uh, a lot of people. So I think both of them come with a lot of fans to the table. Yeah, I, I could only echo that. Um, I do think as much as all six are very worthy, I think it is a shootout between Tracy and Amanda. I absolutely agree with wow. you. And uh, the the uh, feeling in the room on Sunday was that, you know, everyone was very happy for everyone, uh, but there was a lot of love for Tracy and a lot of love for Amanda. Yeah. So I do, I expect those two to be uh, the ones to be watching out for. It also ties into the whole Me Too movement and getting, you know, you know, the fact that we've got these women that are still on TV mm-hmm. after yeah, yeah. so many years yeah. when so many women have been pushed to the side when they reach yeah. a certain age and, and here's Tracy Grimshaw and Amanda Keller still doing, doing it. it. Doing it for years and, and years. And in massive in massively yeah. important primetime slots too. Absolutely. Well, Mikado's a lucky man. He works with both of those ladies. He's a, he's a current affair regular and he's also um, yeah. Jones in Amanda's <laughs> TV correspondent. So, yeah, but look, just as an outsider though, just something about Grant Daniel appeals to me that the youth, the, mm-hmm. um, the breakfast radio, yeah. you know, if, he, if they can mobilise his audiences to get in there, look at, at – uh, $8, he's, he's, he's a good outside bet. Look, and I think the fact that the show is nominated, he's nominated as present, he's nominated as gold, and a you know, lot's been re- written and talked about how, you know, the ratings have gone for Family Feud. Well, what does that tell you? 
It means that all those people that are watching Family Feud, if it isn't much as it used to be, they 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 love Grant. Yeah. So I agree yeah. with you. I mean, there's absolutely nothing to say that they can't mobilise and get behind him. One of your writers said to me yesterday on the phone, John Burford, when I said to him, the only guy I can ever think of that won a Logie when his show had been axed was Simon Baker, who was Simon Denny back there. He won Best New Talent and East Street had been axed the day before or the day of the Logies. And he went, oh, yeah, great, I've won, but I don't have a show anymore. <laughs> but John Burford reminded me that Bert yeah. Newton won the Gold Logie back in the early 80s when both of his shows had been cancelled. The Don Lane show had been cancelled and New Faces had been cancelled and he still walked away with the gold Logie the next year. I mean, John Burford is literally the encyclopedia of Logies in Australian television. So if he says that happened, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm, will, I'm willing to hang my hat uh, on, on John. But yeah, look, I mean, you know, Grant was making fun of himself yesterday. Uh, sorry, yesterday on Sunday. And, um, you know, he said, it is quite funny. I'm here um, when I don't. And he kept saying, it's been arrested. And he's doing yeah. the quote marks with his hands. And he goes, yeah, my show's been rested. He goes, really, it's been axed. So, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he knows. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean, definitely. Mm. Everybody, right. everybody loves an underdog, don't forget. Let's, let's move on and go through some of these most popular actresses. Um, Asha Keddie, <laughs> Celia Bacola. Bacola, mm-hmm. is that right? Deborah Mulman, uh, Jessica Murray, or Julia Morris. Andrew, who do you favour there? <sighs> well, look... Who it, do you think should? Who do you think could? Well, I think Jessica Mariah might win this category because I don't think she could win the Gold Logie. But I think that the combination of the two shows might get her across the line. I think that last season of Offspring for Asha Ketty wasn't the strongest. Um, the surprise one, though, could be Celia Pecola because she's in Rosehaven and Utopia, shows mm. that come with a, bit, a different audience. And she's fresh mm. And she's also on Have You Been Paying Attention? So she's covering a lot of bases there in terms of getting some recognition out there as well. I think a loyal a loyal viewership as well on the ABC. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. We were talking about this in the office today, actually. And um, we were saying that pretty much echoed what you just said. I think Celia could be could be the one that maybe isn't as fancied because her name isn't as illustrious in this uh, category as your stalwarts like Asher. Yeah. Um, but absolutely deserving. She's superb in Rosehaven and Utopia. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it could be Celia. Yeah, I like, um, I like Celia too, but we're all looking overlooking Julia Morris, of course, because two massive um, – mm. you know, even though she's not acting in it, mm. she sort of is it, um, <laughs> in our celebrity um, – you know, that, and look, that, I, that, that fan base has got to account for something. Yeah, I love Julia Morris. And if that report is true that she and Dr. Chris Brown are going to do Saturday Night Takeaway for mm. Channel 10, you know, I, I was saying when I'm a Celebrity was finishing for the year and there was talk that wouldn't come back, come on, Channel 10, don't let this couple go. There, there, there is comedy gold here. If they're doing that Saturday Night Variety show, I love it. But I don't know if Julia can win for House Husband. It just feels so long ago that that show was oh, wasn't last it? on wasn't air, it? wasn't it? Not yet. Well, I think it was the start of last year. <laughs> Wasn't it? It, was, it feels yeah. like it was two years ago now. Yeah, so yeah. yeah okay, most popular actor: Aaron Jeffrey, Eric Thompson, Luke McGregor, Ray Mar, or Roger Corsa. Jeez, it's a good one, isn't it? I mean, for me, because we're looking at, I'm thinking of live voting, and I know how passionate those home and away fans are yeah. online. You put anything up, and they will respond. I and, and I'm trying not to let the heart rule the head here because <laughs> of sentimental value. But uh, for me, it's definitely Raymar. Um, you know, he's had a great start to the year as well. Alf's had some great storylines on home and away, and uh, again, he doesn't love Ray. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm going with Ray. But I actually really liked Aaron in. Um, 
Underbelly Files. Oh, he was Chopper. fantastic I know, in Underbelly. Yeah, I know he really was. The show itself wasn't, you know, received all yeah. that well. I thought he was superb. But um, yeah, I think Ray for me. But I'm a big Luke McGregor fan as well. So can, can I just say that there's another actor we'll talk about that comes into this character. There's something about former heartthrobs that played pretty boy roles, and then they get a little bit older, and they maybe put on a bit more weight around the mm. paunch and suddenly they're acting better than they ever have in their life. Mm. And Aaron Jeffrey falls in that category. Yeah. He was stunning yeah. as uh, Chopper Reed. I thought you were talking about Luke McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Roger Corse has got to be a, a, a chancer in there as well for Dr. Doctor. Yeah, I think absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's a very Didn't strong... did last year though, did he? No. Well, it's a very strong... Samuel season. Johnson won this category last year. So yeah, that was hard competition. It's a very yeah. strong category yeah. this year, yeah. again. Yep. And dear old Eric Thompson, uh, 800 words. I mean, the, the only thing that goes against him is that that second series just didn't really pop for seven on the, mm. you know, bad lead-ins and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just mentioning to Jessica won her category for Most Popular Actress last year. Right. And it does seem like a while since Love Child was on air too, maybe. So maybe mm. that'll, that'll count against that. Most Popular Presenter, Amanda Keller, Andrew Winter, Carrie Bickmore, Grant Denyer or Tracy Grimshaw. <sighs> so hard. <sighs> yeah, we've got to go, Carrie Bickmore, because she's a. I mean, is the the project have they got much else? No, it's just a show. Just when you think the that project, the, yeah. there's been a host of the project up for Gold Logie for the last couple of years, and clearly there's a huge voting block well, of the fans. Last three years, mm, they? Yeah. won it twice over yes. the last three years, and they were nominated but didn't win. Last exactly year. right. Yeah, maybe they're going to rally behind Carrie in this so category. It'd be hard to go past her, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think it'd be hard to go past Carrie. But, oh, yeah, I, I look, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that it's uh, not up to me making the decisions in this, in this most popular category. I don't envy anyone having to pick from this lot. Tough. Um, tough. Graham Kennedy Award for most popular new talent. Maddie Johnson, Sam Frost, Sophia Forrest, Sophie S- Sam Frost. Sam Frost. What did I say? You said Sophia oh, Frost. Sorry. <laughs> Sam Frost, Sophia yeah. Forrest, Sophie Dillman, and I won't get this right, but Dilruk Jashire. Jayasia. Jayasia. Yeah, Jayasia. He's so hilarious on Have You Been Paying Attention, and yet it's not listed here. Cram. I've almost forgotten what Cram was. What was Cram, the Peter Hellier show? Yeah, there was a good joke about that on uh, Have You Been Paying Attention <laughs> this week. They absolutely roasted Pete, didn't they? Poor Pete. I mean, he turns up, he turns up to lend his comedic chops to the show, and he got absolutely <laughs> roasted, yeah. didn't he? Oh, oh. you know, for, for, for not getting nominated for a Logie this year. And then for, then for Cram, yeah, well, they were There was some joke about somebody looking for something. They said, why were they looking? They said, oh, they're looking for a good time slot that Cram would work <laughs> but you know to his credit he took it all in good jest but yeah, yeah. He, he got savaged yeah absolutely savaged um yeah this this could go anyway couldn't oh, it? Um, well i'll tell you which way it's going to go it's going to go with right. sam frost on home and away you think well, she comes with all that fan from the bachelorette i mean she just doesn't she's not being voted for being a good actress on home and away is because she's bit not of a, bit of baggage these days too for her oh. there's a bit of negativity around that is there i just think she's going to is she would what about sophie from home and away sophie dillman she's very popular on the show is she yeah sophie's popular uh, and her characters are very so popular she certainly has media storylines to work with than what sam frost has been doing so today. far yeah, yeah so far but um yeah look i think sam frost is is a strong one but dilrick's hilarious i mean mm. he is he's really really good so he really is um and again i look at you know someone like him and he reminds me a little bit of you know the celia and luke yeah. mcgregor where you go okay maybe not very fancy but they're in there yep and they're in there for a reason and you always look at them and go okay well, they've obviously got a bit of backing so you know dilra could be he could be a t- yeah he could be the one 
This is Andrew and Mercado's speciality here, most popular drama program, Doctor Doctor, Home and Away, Love Child, Offspring or Wentworth. Well, it's between Home and Away and Doctor Doctor. I think when people, when Australians come to vote, they'll choose one of those shows. I mean, I'd love to see Wentworth win most popular, but I don't think it will. Um, when it comes to popularity, you really can't beat Home and Away. Uh, mm. And I, I'm Doctor Doctor is right up coming behind it. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at Doctor Doctor here. But again, when you talk about online, uh, you know, uh, cult followings, Wentworth, you know, they really get behind everything well, that's online. Right, that's so true. I know what you're saying in terms of when you're looking at the ratings, but you know, oh, Wentworth is, and it, I know we're not here discussing what is the best production on television because no. Wentworth is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Wentworth took it out. I think it's overdue a popular win. Um, it's, it's scooping up outstanding awards and it's done all that. But I think... I think this could be the year. So and I think it's really important to say at this point too, one of the things I am the most vocal about in, in supporting the Logies is there are very few award ceremonies in the world that give the public a chance to vote for a set mm. of awards and then get peers to do outstanding. And people who bag the Logies, I always say to them, well, what's your alternative? How can it be better and fairer mm. than that? You know, and so this is a popularity contest, the ones we're talking about now, and that's why it's going to be Home and Away or Doctor Doctor. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And just to answer that point i think you're absolutely right uh in terms of the split between you know uh, the public and industry led i think is absolutely brilliant and that's what makes the logie so good and you know of course people are speculating who should have been gold and all this sort of thing but if you if you haven't voted then well basically what do you want us to do about it i yeah. mean you know and invariably when you say to someone what well, did you vote and they'll just say oh no i didn't get around to it well don't complain then yeah uh you know the the people have spoken let them speak let Correct. them be heard and uh let's move on i always would rather be celebrating as we're doing right now who's made it as opposed to who didn't because these people are deserving of their place and year. i don't think there's anybody more deserving to vote for the most popular person on australian tv than readers of tv week because they love australian tv so much they buy the magazine Absolutely. i've always said that yeah here here just an aside too you've changed the wording haven't you it's most popular last yes. year it was best yeah people yeah people got a bit confused about what yeah. best actually meant and um uh, I was absolutely on board with that. I think it's most just more popular. accurate, isn't it? It is most exactly yeah. much more accurate. Very good change. Okay, look, I've, there's there's four more categories here. I won't read out everything, but you've got the uh, nominations there in front of you, uh, chaps. You tell me who you think might do it. Uh, most popular entertainment program. Hmm. <sighs> I would say it's Gogglebox or maybe the project, but I think Gogglebox will have it again. Yeah, I think I think Gogglebox is almost an immovable object at the moment. It's so loved. Uh, and so its ratings go up every year too. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, that yeah. show. I can't see anyone outside of that. Um, now, this category last year, have you been paying attention won that? Mm. But that's not... It's, it's in a different category this year. It is, yes. We had to, well, not we had to, we decided to condense uh, some of the uh, awards because, you know, you know, we wanted to make it a little bit more interesting, but also just condense the night as well. We went from 27 to 21 awards. Uh, we feel it's going to be a tighter show, a more engaging show. So, yes, there was a little bit of moving, but all the shows that were able to be uh, eligible for nomination last year are still eligible this year, just in different categories. Mm. I like hard quiz in that one. I mean, <laughs> it's right are pretty good, but but Gogglebox's are obviously a little bit stronger, but not too much. Our most popular comedy program. 
Uh, well, I would say it's going to be, have you been paying attention or true story with Hamish and Andy? And I, and I say that both of those shows, I think are great and very deserving, but you know, you look at a show like Here Come the Habibs, which is a Australian sitcom, which we do so little of, mm. and it, it was good. And Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell, which is so brilliant, but you know, uh, whether or not ABC voters get behind their shows there, I just, you know, for me, laugh for laugh every week, oh, yeah. although I missed it last night, have mm-hmm. you been paying attention is a smash hit in my ball. Yeah, it's so, just yeah. an absolute consistent performer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, week after week. Yeah, it's great to see uh, Husey in that um, that category nominated. Husey, we have a problem. Now, would this be taken benefit of the fact that you could be eligible for a show up until March 31 launch? Because I think this probably launched in March. I'm it guessing. Is. You're, you're, you're absolutely right on both counts, and it was uh, – quite rightly ended up being a bit confusing to some uh, voters who were so keen to jump on as soon as voting was opened. And they said, well, how can I vote for Husey uh, when the show hasn't even aired yet? Because it hadn't. <laughs> um, but he, look, he absolutely, obviously uh, benefited from that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see it in there. I'll be honest, I didn't think it would make it purely because it hadn't even aired yet. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that it's in there tells me there's a lot of support for, for it. And I really enjoyed it. It might not have set the ratings world on fire, but um, it was good. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. And yeah. I, I love Husey anyway. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I think they've, uh, it's been commissioned for a second uh, go round. And so Husey, uh, I, I hope Husey's going to do his monologue at some point during the log. He's always one of the highlights of the night for me over recent years. Yeah, I agree. I've already uh, put the request in. I've personally said, we've got to get got you back. To have we've him got there. to have He hasn't said no, but he hasn't said yes. Well, I've got news for you, breaking news. He said <laughs> on air this morning he was doing it. What? Yes. Well, no one told me that. Well, there we go then. I'm going home. We're done. We're done. So we, we was in our uh, media week this morning. We um, He was on... Um, Beauty. Ed, uh, M, uh, Ed and... Uh, Grant. Ed and, and Grant. Yeah. And um, they, they talked to him because they he was on there to apologise for Grant for what he said last year about him. And um, they asked him, are you doing it again this year? And he said, yes, I am. So. Yeah, because the last I'd heard is uh, he wasn't even sure if he was attending. And oh, really? uh, so I was like, well, we've got wow. to get him there. Got to. Because, well, uh, well it's well, it so good, good. He can't play hard to get then in any negotiation, <laughs> can he? I'm, I'm going to be on the phone after this. <laughs> so I've heard from James at Media Week. Most popular reality program. Mm. Do I have to do answer you, this question? Do you, do you care about this category, Andrew? Not really. But, you know, the block I know is hugely popular. But, you know, if we really look at what has popped lately i mean married at first sight is the show that is just the show the reality show that i think people have been talking about the most and it's fresh and it's recent and it's knocked my kitchen rules off the number one slot the first show to do that in the show's history i just think it's super hot at the moment i don't like many of the people on it but you know in terms of the show uh were people talking about it man they were talking oh about absolutely it. and um the ratings were just getting out of control this year um so i think it's gonna be a hard one to beat. but look when you talk about big shows you know that rate perhaps fairly well but have a massive online community well you've got to look at the bachelor you've got to look at the bachelorette noticeably absent this yeah, year wow at the expense of travel guides mm. now, it's amazing isn't it tra- travel guides is one of my favorite reality shows guilty um and the fact that that's made it in there is 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 a big big surprise for me um a pleasant surprise um but i think yeah oh, well, married will take some beating 
Yeah. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't win. Who goes up to accept the award? The psychologists that are so hopeless at do, do they go up and say, <laughs> I, think, I think I have to be them. I mean, There's no host, they'll, they'll is there? They'll all go up, won't they? They'll, you send, surely, they'll send a big army up there, surely. <laughs> they surely wouldn't trust uh, the contestants. The fight, don't don't let contestants like that go to the Logies. They'll be hooking up with other people. There'll be miles of tabloids. I can imagine that the, the people doing your ticket allocation <laughs> are going to just be bombarded by these. All the people who are on are all going to want to get along to help their careers go. <laughs> well, there was, there, was a, there was a collection there on Sunday and uh, okay. a, a couple of them may or may not have come up to me during the event oh, saying, how, how do I get to the okay. Logies? And I said, wow. you know, definitely don't talk to me. Talk to the ticket people. <laughs> <laughs> Passing the buck on that one. Yeah, well, I like the block for this one because it's just as what it's achieved year it's after solid. year at one last year. Yeah. Um, it would be fun to see travel guides win, but mm, uh, it would be surprising. Most popular lifestyle program. Mm. What one now, last year? The um, living room. Is it the living room one yeah, last year? I think that's one for two or maybe even three years in a row now. Better Homes used to own this Always category, used to win it. It like, used it, to be it, right? It was the Better Homes Award, mm. yeah. Um, but it's definitely been the living room for the last, I think, three years. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so history would tell you that the living room, again, are yeah. the ones to beat. But, yeah. And, uh, Amanda Keller's on such a roll career-wise. I mean, she's winning, picking up awards everywhere, mm. you know? Yeah. So it would be hard to go past that, wouldn't it? Um, that, that sort of – so they're the, – all the categories that you can still vote for in that final week then, yeah? Yes, exactly right. categories. So Monday, June 25, um, uh, voting will open for all of those and it will close uh, at the end of the red carpet telecast at 7.30 on July 1, which means within 10 minutes of that, we will have the full list of who the winners are. Right. So that's going to be so exciting for us on the day. Um, but it does change things a little bit because when we walk the red carpet... You know, we know who's won everything, including gold. We'll have no idea. Mm. So, uh, Which is this, sort of good too, though, right? It's... Uh... No. Yes, yes and no. No, you have it, to be convinced. No, I'm I'm excited for it, but I know that obviously you know it is nice to know who's mm. uh, who, who's going to win. But I think this is definitely a positive thing for the Logies. It's definitely going to give us a fresher feel. Mm. Um, and it, how exciting will it be when you're sitting at home at seven o'clock watching it, going, "I can actually still affect the outcome." Mm. It's not up to me. It's not up to something that happened eight weeks or something yeah. ago. Oh no, no, no! It's right now. So if you want this person or this person get on make it happen but Andrew I'm sure I've said this to you before Thomas the it's going to make the red carpet spectacular yeah because if you get on the red carpet make a statement with your fashion or what mm, good or something point. you say people are going to say if they engage with that I'm going to go and vote for them yeah absolutely they still yeah. can and there's, there's cameras and there's social media, you know, uh, Twitter feeds and Facebook and Instagram. You can do whatever you need to get that message across. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one for the ages. Uh, let's have a quick look at the most outstanding categories. It's interesting. I had a quick look at the most outstanding actor and actresses. I think there's only one person who makes it from the popular list onto these yeah. two, and that person is Roger Corsa. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So none of the actresses do. And Roger's the only one of the actors. And again, I think that's a great thing. Again, here mm. we go. It's not just a group of people sitting up in ivory towers <laughs> saying this is who we think is the best. Mm. The fact that, you know, we give, you know, nine or ten actors the chance to be in one or all the ca- either character category is a great thing. I totally agree. I think it's uh, it shows the great depth and breadth yep. of talent in this country. doesn't mean that the people in the popular aren't deserving of being an outstanding. It just shows, well, look, if you just turned over the page now to outstanding and you just saw the same names, it becomes a bit of a redundant yeah, exercise. Yeah, so true. I think this really does, you know, showcase, you know, especially when you look at some of these names and series that we've had in the last year when people say, you know, we're struggling for content in this country. Well, 
if you've watched these, I'd, I'd beg to differ. Andrew got a favourite for um, outstanding actor. So hard. Uh, look, I really liked Damon Harriman in Riot, and I'll tell you why. It was uh, Damon is always thought of as a character actor. He doesn't get many leading roles, and uh, I thought he was so good in this because I actually thought there would he was actually sexy in this part. Sometimes mm. he played a very charismatic character, which we don't see sometimes when he's made up in an American show playing a sort of a hillbilly, which is his specialty sometimes. Times. So if I was voting, I would be voting for Damon Harriman for the ABC telemovie Riot. I quite like uh, you and Leslie, I think. Um, great role. I, I think Safe Harbour was a great, great show. show. Um, sadly underrated, I think, by a lot of people. Yeah, and, hugely underrated, yeah. And also his, his role in um, Top of the Lake China Girl. Correct. Wasn't he? Yeah, as yeah. Nicole Kidman's <laughs> long-suffering husband. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think he did a great job. I think it's... Um, I know you're a fan of uh, Romper Stomper and what Stan are doing, aren't you, uh, Thomas? And oh, huge you'd be fan. happy to see that in there. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely was really happy to see Stan get quite rightly the recognition for Romper Stomper. And you know, they produced some great content over the last few years. No activity was hilarious. I really enjoyed Wolf Creek. It, yeah. is, it is what it is. They've really gone out on a limb they to have. make Australian productions good on them. And Romper Stomper was. You know, for me, one of the best shows I'd seen in the last 12 months. And I'm glad to see, you know, not just because they're a streaming service, they are a television network like anyone yeah. else. They should be here. They should be recognized. Um, and if anyone hasn't seen Romper Stomper, you're missing out. Fantastic. He qualifies big time to be editor of TV Week, doesn't he, Andrew? Yeah, he stuff. He can <laughs> watch travel guides <laughs> and then he's into romper stomper, right? He, he's, Good got point. It, he's got it all covered. I've also got a long-suffering wife. Um, <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get a look in at the remote control, so um, I, that, that helps. That helps a lot. Yeah, well, it doesn't work in my house, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, most outstanding actress, Andrew? Oh, look, um, I would vote for Pamela Rabe. In Wentworth. Uh, You're because, a big long-time fan, aren't you? Well, I just think particularly over that last season where, you know, the governor was put into <laughs> the cell with those people and, you know, she was certainly maybe part of the most gruesome scene ever filmed for Australian TV when she got into that dentist chair. I was going to say, which one? Yeah, <laughs> one of them, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you're right. I'm never going to forget that moment. That's horrific. She's she's just she's just not even a bitch. She's a, a, a super villain, you mm. know, and um, amazing performance there. But, you know, I think a lot of people are going to vote for Elizabeth Moss because, you know, whenever there's an international actor sometimes in these categories, people sort of gravitate to that. And, and she was certainly the star of Top of the Lake China Girl. The show really revolved around her for all the episodes, didn't it? Mm. She drove mm. all the action. So, you know, that's what... Yeah, I, I think I, this is one of the most open categories, I think, this one. It's, you tend to go for Elizabeth Moss, but then, you know... Yeah, then, you know, when you talk about... To me, I don't know, she wasn't one of the best things about that series. But when you talk about Wentworth, and you're absolutely on the money about Pamela, but obviously Kate Atkinson yeah. was... I mean, she's been superb as Vera yeah. since the beginning. But again, when you talk, you can't talk about the freak uh, in Wentworth last year without talking about the rivalry yeah. um, with Vera. So she's another one that'll be um, right in the mix. It's great she's got a nomination. Kate Atkinson, she'll be very happy with that. Yeah, and so deserving. Yeah. Have a look at the um, outstanding actor, a uh, supporting actor and actresses, Andrew. Give me your thoughts on oh, what wow. you might think to that. Look, uh, Aaron Peterson was really good in A Place to Call Home. Alex Dimitriadis was the best thing about Wake in Fright. 
I did not like that show, as you remember, but mm. he was fantastic. And Alex and Aaron, I put into that category with Aaron Jeffrey, mm. actors that are getting older and they're just getting better and better. Mm. No, you're right. I mean, Waking Fright was not well received, was it? I mean, mm. I actually didn't mind it. I'll be honest with you. I felt like it was something different uh, that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, but you're absolutely right. Alex was superb. superb. And I agree with you. He's getting better each year. I don't think I've watched part two of Waking Fright. Not that I disliked <laughs> I mi- it that I much. I didn't mind it. I just, didn't mind there's it. There's so much on these days. You've really, you've got to get motivated to stick with something, don't you? Well, I think um, Anthony Hayes always does it for me. I mean, you know, he's, he's good at just everything he does. Mm, so, mm. I mean, I'd like to see that. Um, did you mention actress, Andrew? You haven't uh, no. Yeah, um, yeah look, a supporting actress. And also um, Hazim Shamas in Safe Harbour. Oh, like, he was, was fantastic. He, he, was. he really was. I think I would probably vote for him. If, if, if I was filling okay. out the form, I, I'd vote for him. I'm making yeah. a note. <laughs> <laughs> actress, supporting actress? Well, you know, I would put some money probably on Celia Island playing Liz Birdsworth in Wentworth because, uh, again, she had us on the edge of our seats as Liz just made one more terrible decision after another in this past season, almost to the point that I thought I can't watch this show anymore. Seriously, if Lizzie Birdsworth doesn't do something good and make a smart decision once in her life. Celia's a great actress and, uh, I mean, Jenny Baird was fantastic in A Place to Call Home. Nick Nicole Shemayon was great in uh, Safe Harbour. Uh, Jacqueline McKenzie was great in Romper Stomper, you know, so, but I'd go Celia Island. Yeah, look, I'd just be completely guessing. I'm just not sure there. I mean, I like Jacqueline McKenzie and she's also, was she in Safe Harbour too, wasn't she? Ah, uh, yes, she was. She yeah. was, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then, you know, you also look at Jenny Baird, had a massive year as Redeen, uh, Regina, sorry. Yeah. And, you know... There's a big fan base for her. And also for leaving, her leaving the show. You almost Correct. feel like there could be that party yeah. gift yeah, for good her. Point. And, but um, and I'm with you. Celia was, was out of this world. But then, yeah, it's another tough, another tough category. Andrew, most outstanding drama series? <laughs> um, I would be voting... Look, it's... I would not vote Top of the Lake China Girl as the best, most outstanding drama series. Um, Harrow was very good in its first year. I think Doctor Doctor is the most amazing show. I've said that many, many times. But gee, it's hard to go past A Place to Call Home when they get the period so right and Wentworth, which is still so strong. I'm a bit of a sneaky for Harrow. because I... Just keeps me, I, just, I think it's too new, James. Keep watching again. Yeah, that must have been a March launch too, probably. Wasn't yeah, it? That, that was a, a first part of this year. So, yeah, that was a, a It was late, a long a series. Car. It wasn't six episodes. It went for 10, it felt like, didn't mm, it? It, it was, was a long, it you was, know, yeah. launched many, oh, a few weeks ago. It's only just finished, hasn't it? Well, yeah, I just, you know, it's got a, an inkling that might do well. Um, outstanding miniseries or telly movie. No, I can t- I can tell you this was probably one of my favourite categories. I think in the of the entire year, if I'm being honest with you, um, yeah, probably five of the my most favourite shows from the year. I'd say, and from a drama uh, perspective, superb. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to. Uh, no, uh, no, the show that made me think the most in this category was Safe Harbour. I think Safe Harbour came up with a, a scenario that was so easy to place yourself into. Yep. And I think that there was real tension in what was going to happen week by week. I watched it on terrestrial TV and waited every week thinking, oh, my God, this is going to end so badly somewhere. Um, I thought that was a great, great show. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I and I've got to say, I watched the first episode of Romper Stomper and I thought it was fantastic mm. and I'm so glad Stan made it. But 
I just couldn't watch anymore. I just went, I can't watch a show about these people. I've seen the original movie just mm. once. Mm. I don't want to watch it again. I just, it was so real to life. Yeah. So real. Mm. I thought, <clears throat> I don't want to know that family. I don't want to know yeah. anything about I to- it. I totally get that. And it's not, not that it's in exactly the same boat as The Handmaid's Tale, but it's one of those where when you're watching that episode, you go, geez, I am not enjoying this. Yeah. It is, it is an, an assault on the senses, yeah. but I can't look away. And I had that from Rompers. I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying, but geez, I just could not wait for more. And, you know, without spoiling for anyone that might not have gotten to the end of it, the way they finished it as well was was very, very smart. Do they finish it in a way that they could do another series? Or oh, is it with this- yeah, without a doubt. They, they, they've left it open either way. Right. Um, and I was quizzing Stan the other day, actually said, come on, you got, you got, you got to tell me there's a season two. And they said, well, we're not going to tell you anything yet because they're doing a big event i think next week or something and that's all they're willing to tell me so i'm hoping that means they're announcing season two wow um i'm keeping my fingers crossed well look the last category we'll have a look at in the um 2018 tv week logies most outstanding factual or documentary program i'll quickly read these because there's so many possibles that 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 could have qualified for this Mm -hmm. category um michael hutchins the last rock star uh seven struggle street sbs the queen and zach grieve which was sort of foxtel and a and a joint production with the Australian, really. They um, mm. had a lot of that online. A War on Waste with the ABC, and you can't ask that sort of short 15-minute series on uh, the ABC. I'd be giving the award to War on Waste. I just thought that was such an engaging, mm. you know, thing, and it, it, it's done so many great things. And I live in a small regional town now, and we did a screening of a pla- with a Plastic Wise group, and a guy came and spoke, and, you know... There wasn't a spare seat in the house. It's like 120 people packed in, everyone on the edge of their seats wanting to be part of this movement that War on Waste really... I mean, War on Waste getting out there telling people that half the bananas that they grow in North Queensland are thrown out because they don't meet specifications of Mm. the major supermarket chains. How could you not watch that show and not have it affect you? What a brilliant piece of television. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was mostly one of the most engaging series um, of, of the year. So, yeah, I think that, that, that's going to be the one There's to a watch. bit of a question mark over Michael Hutchins for me because of his family has come out and said that, you know, that security guard who, you know, made that show, there's, there's just a bit of a question mark on that for me. It was yeah. great. I watched it both nights. But yeah, it was the same. Yeah, it was I pretty compelling. Then the family it, came out and said that, and I went, oh, okay, it def- it now It definitely I'm, took the shine off, didn't it? Now I'm not was, so sure. Yeah. It didn't rate terribly well either for the network, which was... A little bit surprising, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I just quickly, I agree with War on Waste. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's, why, it's, why don't politicians get more on this? Oh. There's obviously a massive interest. Yeah. But they just ignore Everybody except the Greens seems yep. to mm. not have it as a major part of their platform. I'm sure if a major party picked it up, they would just get so many people on board. Yeah. It's... Um, it's a little bit staggering. I just wondered that they're so far much in the pocket of big business <laughs> who just don't want to know about it. And this also kids it, are into it too. Mm, you know, we had mm, students at this thing. We had mm, a whole class that had made, you know, little recyclable animals and all that. You've got so many generations that are into this movement. You're spot on, James. Yeah, look, um, TV Week uh, Logie Awards, the June 2 to 8th issue was the one with all the nominations in them. Thomas, this issue should be on long, on sale longer than a week because it's a must-have. 
Do you know, that's a very good point. I've never even considered that. I you think should I, do a special. I think you might be onto something. When you do a nominations yeah. that's mm. on sale for a month, mm. like the BRD, the AFR Rich List now. Yeah. Yeah, it's they, a very good point. They put it's a great that on idea. Mm. standalone edition. Yeah. Never considered I it. I like it. it. <laughs> I, might, I might steal that as one of my own ideas, okay. actually. Thank you very much. You, no, but you are right. I think it needs to be out there longer because, mm. yeah. you know, everyone's talking about it and there's so much, oh, there's so much we can do mm. um, in terms of how to cover each of the, the, the categories uh, more. So, yeah, I like it. Really good yeah, idea. So, I think the, all, all magazine editors, and particularly Bauer these days, mm. you're a lot more commercially mm. oriented maybe than when you, you've got to wear several hats, haven't you? So. Yeah, absolutely. There's, a, yeah. There's, there's, there's many things that are being juggled at the moment, yeah. So, just quickly then, what does TV Week do now between before that week of live voting, will you explore some of these categories a little more? What happens in the magazine? Yeah, very good question, because obviously in, in, in years gone by, it's the issue after uh, the Logies, which is our big one, um, where we put in the Gold Logie winner and all that sort of things, because we know, you know, uh, we obviously have to word it very carefully that we're not overtly saying here's a Gold Logie winner, but the Gold Logie winner's on the cover. Um, I won't have that luxury uh, this year. So what we have done is we've been working as Secret Squirrels for the last couple of weeks, and we've already started started shooting um, all of the Gold Logie nominees. Um, so June 25, when we go uh, live with live with live voting, uh, we'll be producing a special edition of TV Week, which will be paying homage to those uh, six Gold Logie nominees this year. So we'll flip it a little bit. We will still have that Logie-centric uh, issue coming out the day after. We'll probably focus more on the outstanding categories and Hall of Fame. Because you will know those. Because we will know those uh, yeah, in advance. Okay, so right. instead of having the gold Logie winner on there, we won't have that. We'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll be skewing more to the outstanding, which I think will actually work well into what Andrew was talking about, you know, the importance of the Logie splitting their awards in too. So June 25, before the Logies, we'll be focusing on the Gold Logie nominees. We'll be making a very special edition of TV Week to honour them. We'll probably look at another category, but obviously space is of a premium. Um, but in the lead up now for the next few weeks, each week we'll be looking at certain nominees, certain categories, and we'll keep that uh, PR drum rolling uh, all the way up until July 1. And then we'll do the day after Logies, we'll f- probably focus more on Outstanding, and we'll still have the party issue the Monday after that, recapping everything from the night, behind-the-scenes exclusive photos, everything TV Week's been known for. So instead of two issues, we'll be doing three this year. Three collectibles. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. We've been working for weeks on this, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We'll, we'll be making a lot of noise, making sure that hopefully everyone will want to pick it up on June 25. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Andrew, just before we go today, in- uh, an important milestone today in uh, the world of Aussie television, not yeah. just drama, but... Um well, you know, the In Memoriam section of uh, the Logies is, is such a, a big mm. thing. And, you know, today's the day that Cornelia Francis, uh, news broke that she passed away and... Uh, you know, such look to think that she had long running roles in the seventies, the eighties, and then all after that in Home and Away, where she came back and forth as Morag. I mean, she had three really well-known shows, Sons and Daughters, The Young Doctors, and, of course, then she more or less played that character as a different version of herself as the host of The Weakest Link, you know, and uh, I know the cast of Home and Away will be absolutely devastated because so many people on that show over the years would have worked with her and everybody loved her. She was so unlike the character she played in real life. She was actually delightful in real life. So, you know, uh, Cornelia Francis, a, a real legend. Yeah. I'm guessing there'd be a special tribute to her perhaps you'd think it. At the Logies somehow. Oh, without a doubt. I, I find it very hard to believe we won't 
be doing uh, something in the memorial for her. And obviously at TV Week, you know, we're extremely saddened to hear of that today. And we've made sure that we're, we're covering that in Monday's uh, issue as well because we haven't gone to press yet. So, um, yeah, look, can't really say much else other than what a sure. TV, what an absolute legend yeah. uh, and a massive, massive loss she'll be. So, yeah, sad news this mm. week, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, look, let's leave it there. Andrew Mercado, always great to talk TV with you. And um, similarly, Thomas, mate, uh, all good luck. Thank you, um, thank for you. For the next, um, what are we, five weeks away? Five weeks, well, now hmm. less than five weeks, five but weeks yes, five weeks wow. from Sunday, on <laughs> Sunday, yeah. 28 and a bit more sleep. So. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, we're it looking, is, it is. Bring it on. looking forward to it. Bring it on. on you. Thank Can't you. Wait. No, anytime.